It's not getting it, getting it. I want to welcome everybody out there in podcast land of the Good Times with Good People Company presents the Law Party Podcast, where it is always about good times, good people, and good talk. I'm your host and panel moderator, Rio, and uh, let's introduce this week's panel. Uh, our returning champion, uh, Dave Tiemann, he is an uh, entrepreneur and art dealer. Uh, I know I've promised on several podcasts that we will get to that on a podcast and we will, this won't be the one, but we will, because I am planning, uh, as Dave's going to uh, look at me with uh, fright, uh, to uh, do a podcast on Dave, uh, interviewing him, because uh, I think Dave's interesting. Chris O'Connor, uh, who is the uh, co-owner of Liquid Nine, a broadcast media production company, uh, that is actually hosting... Uh, the podcast today, so we want to thank uh, Chris and Liquid and I for uh, letting us record our podcast here, and uh, also uh, providing uh, what we will be talking about in our "What Are We Drinking" section. Uh, Jesse Pringle, he is the creator and, and writer of uh, Kill 'Em All Kansas City and the uh, soon Kill 'Em All Los Angeles. It's a web series. Um, that is uh, killing the competition in small bike format. Pretty dope. Please check it out. And of course, the anonymous female, the right hand of the podcast that does not want you to know her name. So say say hello, everybody. Hello. hello. All right. So um, normally, uh, I would have a laundry list of things that you know I just want to touch on but today I decided I wanted to try something new I wanted to try one topic um, and this came up in conversation the other day and that kind of made me think about it so um, so before I get to what the topic is I want to get to the uh, question du jour of the day that uh, everybody out there in podcast land is wondering. And uh, that is, what are we drinking, Chris? So, uh, it's always something by Rieger. So, this is Rieger Vodka that we're having today. Mixed with uh, this uh, drink called Orangina, which is the number one selling drink in France that I have very rarely seen in the States, but they happen to have it at this gas station that I went by and thought, shit, I love orangeine and vodka. This is one of my favorite drinks. So, this is where we're at. All right. And that is a collective orange Gina. Orn. It's like a fuzzy, yeah. uh, bubbly, screwdrivery kind of a drink, but not like a screwdriver. Very spring, very refreshing. It is. It is. As for, it is. Uh, for anybody who's ever had orange Gina or been to France would know it's, it's a delicious, good drink. So, yeah, as it is uh, 70 degrees outside, uh, this is light and refreshing and spring-like. Yes, about it is. Get, about to get even warmer this week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 85 in the weekend. Looking forward to it. So, what are we smoking? And I think I will, since I asked 
Chris and I want to be drinking since he was so gracious to provide us with our delicious cocktails. I'm going to start with Dave. Well, I'm having a Rocky Patel Old World Reserve. It's got a nice dark wrapper on it, if I can tell. Burns perfectly. Smooth. Of course, most of you know I really like light, smooth cigars, so... Which is always kind of strange for a dark wrapper to be so smooth, but it is. And it's very acid-free and just kind of fun to smoke, so I enjoy it. Jesse? Well, if I butcher the name, it's Romeo E. Julieta Reserve. Well, if you can butcher it, that's right. It? <laughs> it would be E. Julieta. E. Julia. Romeo E. Julia Reserve. Uh, it's pretty good, actually. Uh, Chris O'Connor picked it out. <laughs> so I'm smoking the same thing. Uh, we had very limited options. <laughs> the gas station I was at did not have a lot of stuff. Uh, I'm, I'm surprised station. that they had Romeo and Julieta Reserves. That's why I went there. So this was the best of the bunch, and uh, it's very light and tasty, and I think it's pretty good, actually. Yeah, yeah. I actually, like actually it. it is a good cigar. I've had one. I've had a couple of those before. Uh, I am doing a uh, Arturo Fuente Especial Imperador today. Um, very light, um, actually kind of perfect on a day like today, um, not heavy at all, easy, easy draw, and, uh, just a nice relaxing smoke is, and that's actually exactly what I was looking for, so I am happy. So, uh, what I just, what I was thinking about was, there was, there was a conversation that broke out the other day, and the group was talking about the social media. That's, you know, for to, to kind of boil it down. We're talking about social media. We were talking about the, you know, the issues with it, the benefits with it, and, and how, uh, like, the millennial and younger generation feels like they've kind of become detached from... Like it's bound them together in ways that we've never been bound together, but it's also detached them in ways that we've never been detached from one another at the same time. You know, and uh, and I thought it was an interesting conversation. And of course, I, I wasn't recording the podcast at the time, uh, so I I said, you know, I think I want to bring this one up to the panel because uh, given uh, this group and uh, it's footprint in social media uh, there may be some interesting takes sure yeah so uh, who wants to jump in first well I mean social media I've been ever since it came out I mean my first entry into I guess in the world of social media would be Facebook and, you know even though I think there were earlier adjuncts to that but um, and I'm a 68-year-old old coot, and I'm on Facebook. I got four pages on Facebook. Use it for both communicating, keeping in touch with people that I probably don't want to care if I ever see again. But it's sometimes interesting, although I do get tired of seeing everybody's baby pics and all that stuff on Facebook. Um, I see it as a wonderful marketing tool. Uh, on the aspect of what you're talking about in today's millennial world, um, I do believe it's created a whole new world of People don't meet face-to-face -face like they used to. That's why I think what we do is so interesting and what we go to and all these places is that face-to-face -face encounter, that ability to have communication and talk. And I do find it amazing how many young people, they just, I mean, 
between Twitter, Facebook, uh, uh, what's, what's the one? Um, Snapchat. Yeah, Snapchat. Yeah, 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 Snapchat is huge. All those right things, are, they're huge. And, and I, I wonder if it isn't creating this new word, word of world of dysfunction between people, not getting together and really having well, conversations and talking. But at the same time, think about it. Back in the old days, if we were all, if I wanted to go out and go to a, a nightclub tonight and I wanted all my friends to show up, you'd have to call them all up and say, look, there's where I'm going. Well, now you exactly. just Twitter it out. Hey, guys, I'm going to be here. And if you're a Twitter friend, guess what? You know right where I'm at. So in that sense, I think that can become a new way for people to gather. But I'm, I'm, and I'm pretty sure that a lot of people use it for that. But me personally, I think the world's better off with social media because it's made us a smaller world. Um, and I use it. So I'd be a hypocrite to say it was terrible. But I like it. I mean, it, it makes me money. That's another thing, too. I like money. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's pros and cons to it. I think you're right. It does it, it does make the world smaller. You know things immediately. It's helped in as many ways as it's hurt. But it's also caused, like, my children's generation to, they don't understand social social cues the way we did because we learned it from you know growing up through you know school and everything now it's hard for them to talk to somebody face to face they don't understand you should be having eye contact with people and you know just that kind of stuff I think is has kind of caused a disservice to them you know online dating services are were another one. I mean, that was prior to Facebook. Mm -hmm. I used, but it, it it took that sense of, uh, of you can you could contact ten mm -hmm. different women. One of them said, "Hey, yeah, let's get together." That was great. In the old days, you had to go out and meet each one of those ten, and and that world has changed. So mm -hmm. That world has changed a lot. Yeah. I'm not sure that that's a good interaction, although it works. If it works today, believe me, it still works. <laughs> I'm still on on one of the dating services, and we'll and we'll leave that anonymous. <laughs> Jason, what do you think? Uh, well, for me, I look at it firstly at, on, on a business standpoint that there are very few um, businesses in operation in 2016 and in the future that won't be more successful because of social media. And interacting with their uh, client base that way, yeah. um, you know, every business, you know, uh, and that's also been, you know, Dave does it, and you're sixty something. I'm forty something, and I'm still catching up. I've still got a long way to go before yeah. I can be yeah. efficient, yeah, and yeah. be pr productive on social media. Uh, as a professional, but uh, you know, it's something that, as a business owner, I can't live without, especially you know, in my genre. Yeah. Um, in a way, it's good because it's creating jobs. Look how many new technologies jobs have developed just from software apps yeah. and all this that are directly connected to social media. So, you know, in that Very regard, true. I think that's. 
very much a big bonus. Um, and and once again, it's it, it just all goes to like before Facebook, I had MySpace. Right. You know, as right. a musician, right. and and back when MySpace around <laughs> uh, was around and nothing else was, MySpace was the shit. Everybody had MySpace. Everybody had MySpace, right? You know. Um, but it was just beginning to touch into using it as a business vehicle. Yeah. You know what I mean? uh, yeah. Versus, I'm a parent, and I've got a 12-year-old that's had a smartphone or, or, a, or a cell phone since he was five years old. You know, and developing him as a young man, being independent. Right, right. Being able to contact me and vice versa, right. but give them some independence, uh, is, I'm all for that. However, social media, I know that compared to some of his schoolmates or, or friends on, uh, on his athletic teams, he's not that active on social media, and I'm not that upset about it, you know, <laughs> yeah. because he's got, you know, teammates that are 12 years old on Instagram yeah. and on Facebook, and, yeah. I, you know, for me... I don't really see the the purpose in it too much, uh, but like I, it, yeah, I'm an aging dog, so I don't, I don't know. I kind I kind of I see the I see the the usefulness. I see how it has how it has through the various platforms, you know, helped you know humanity in in, in a lot of different ways. But you know, but I kind of I you know just that kind of from a business person's perspective I kind of look at it as everybody's selling something it's just all of a sudden everybody's become their own product and so you know you know they used to always say you know when you first meet somebody you weren't meeting them you were meeting their representative and and now like their representative has a full life (laughs) like like Broad through the through the spectrum of, of of social media and you know and you know like I was I was talking with uh talking with my cousin and we were talking about how like a lot of the you know young ladies now that are you know just you know just they they call us they call ourselves models but really they just have you know Instagram pages that they're half naked all the time. <laughs> you know, and uh, and I'm like, I just it 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 just seems as if everybody's some days it seems like everybody's trying to turn themselves into a brand and not you know and not actually be interacting with just your friends, you know. Uh, you know, another opinion about, for instance, I've got a personal Facebook page, but everyone that's a friend of mine on my personal Facebook page knows that my personal Facebook page is really my business page because that's all I'm ever talking about. Right. Is, you know, uh, the, the productions or, or, or uh, I posted something about the podcast. Yeah. Uh, you and know, and thank you. Um, but for the most part, I really try and keep my private life out of the social media realm, yeah, because I like to have a private life. You know? Yeah, and I guess that's how I feel. 
I mean, there's, you know, like if we go out and we have a, you know, a good, a good meal or something in particular that was, you know, really fun, I don't mind sharing. But really, you know, I've, I've kind of always felt like there is, you know, there's a line, and of course, my line is a lot, like, like, you know, if my mom ever hears this, she'll she'll lose her her crap. But like, my mom is the most private person ever. Like, she doesn't want you to know anything if she didn't tell you herself. And, you know, I am definitely not like that. You know, I'm definitely not like that. But I do feel like, you know, I want my private life to be my private life. And and I definitely share more than, like, she or my father ever would. But I don't share anything that's, you know so you know so private you know I just I just think there's some stuff that should just be for you and yours well and I mean you know rightfully so I I have to say that although it's my personal page it's my brand as well as a you know as an entertainment developer and stuff like that so there's I've got a list of advantages for social media just on the success of me and what I do also you know, I, I just do my best to, to separate uh, this life from, you know, home life. Yeah. And a lot of people trip up with that. They'll actually, you know, uh, stumble down a flight of stairs just sharing too much. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, would you guys agree with that? I yeah, mean, yeah. I, yeah. Think, I, yeah think that, I think there is definitely, you don't have to put every thought and every activity and every action out there for everybody to see. I think that's been the 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 good thing and the really bad thing with like Twitter. You know, it's just like like, you know, somebody cuts you off in traffic and all of a sudden, you know, I hate bitches in red cars. You're like, whoa, 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 slow down. Like like you just don't have to say the first thought that comes out of your head. Or you used to just say it in the privacy of your car that you just got cut off in. And now the fact that you can say it to the whole world, you know, which, you know, which, like, we talked about Kanye last week, and, like, that's half the reason that he gets in trouble is because somebody pisses him off, then he goes on this Twitter rant for 20 minutes and then realizes, like, like oh, shit, I just said that to, you know, 15 million people. Oh, I think he knows what he's saying. And doesn't <laughs> he might, but he, not everybody He's got a publicist who's correct. I'm less worried about what I say on Facebook than what other people say about me. And I feel like there's no uh, filter to uh, say if something's true or not true or any of that shit anymore. And it's not just you being able to say what you want about yourself. I mean, that's great as a business to go out there and go, hey, this is what I'm doing. Or really, it started to stay in contact with friends. But really now, I mean, I can't imagine being a kid right now. I, it would fucking suck to be 16 and oh man my girlfriend just broke up with me she sucks you know yada yada and you go on a diatribe and gross like anybody would like you would just bitch to your friends you used to just bitch to your friends about it right, now right, right. people are posting this shit online and that doesn't go away exactly. ever it's exactly. always there period well, it's, it's, you know? we like to call it keyboard courage 
Because you can say and do whatever you want without the consequence of it. Well, there is a consequence. There is, but it's not immediate. The fact that dumb people because you're not saying it to somebody face to face where they could beat your ass for it. Because they have that new show. What is it? Uh, the internet ruined me. Oh, yeah. internet ruined my it's life. It's a great example of what yeah. people put stuff on. You go, why did you even say that? that was, well, you kind of, in a strange way, you want to go, look, if you're that dumb to say it to begin with or to put it in print, and by the way, it won't go away ever, it, you're, you're stuck. You're humble. But think, think of, and I'll tell you, one, I don't agree that it's created jobs. I think it's only shifted jobs. I think it's put out as many businesses. Um, and just shifted the labor force more than created the labor force. But, um, and I would say, if you want an example, go to bookstores. And I granted this isn't social media specifically, but what I would say is for every Amazon.com, there's one less Barnes and Noble and Borders, you know? So mm -hmm. there's the right job shift over time. And, and I'm great with that. I, I love the instantaneous communication. And I think you can see the power of it in something like, Everybody remembers the Arab Spring where all this yeah, 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 yeah. twenty minutes people fucking freaked out on Twitter and you how the war started, you know? And that is can be a good and a bad thing. And I think just depending on the situation you see you see it both ways. Yeah. Yeah, and but I guess that's what I meant. About the news industry is the industry that's changed the most. The yeah. news industry now doesn't fact check. They literally have to be the first to say something and get it out there, whether it's right, wrong, or indifferent. And they just adopted the policy of if it turned out to be wrong, we'll backtrack and you say know, we were sorry. I was watching the Sunday news station, so. Anymore. Well, there is, that's right. Because one of the reporters on, he's been, he's, he's been a uh, Washington, D.C. reporter forever, I can't remember his name. And he no longer calls himself a reporter, he's now a columnist. And he said, and reason he said that, he says, look, I, I say stuff now that I would have never said the same way 10 years ago. Sure. I mean, he, he, he goes on rants about Trump and. and on a regular basis, and he just puts it all out there. He goes, because now I'm no longer a reporter, I'm a columnist, and I'm writing my opinion. Think about putting that change. Yeah. Oh, there was no objective journalism until 1900 anyway. There were Republican newspapers and Democratic newspapers. Then all of a sudden became what what people felt was an objective journalism kind of a thing. And then it went back to now just being partisan stuff, which yes. is fine by me. I prefer yeah. partisan stuff anyway, because at least I know you're being honest with me. Yeah. But beyond that, think of 2004. Uh, Dan Rather doesn't have his job right now because he put out a story that George W. Bush never was actually did his time in the National Guard and all that. Right. Yeah. And they fact-checked the living show, and they thought it was true, and then he went through a million sources and all that kind of stuff. You could easily say something infinitely worse than that right now. You know, you like Brian Williams got fired yeah. for posting uh, wrong crap for going on TV and going, oh yeah, I was, I landed in the well, middle of the fire and yeah. got yeah. shot at. <laughs> you know, but somebody always knows the truth. 10, 10, 20 years ago, they never would have been able to find out the truth. Mm -hmm. I mean, Hillary Clinton lied. She said she landed in Iraq under fire once. Well, it turned out not to be true. Yeah. People can find out that stuff now almost immediately and yep. you're dead. Whereas you could get away with that stuff before. Which is really, it's good enough. I think a great example of all this is Galveston was destroyed by a hurricane in 1910. I can't remember what year. Mm -hmm. You know, half the United States didn't even know about it until two weeks later. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, that's Today, when people had to go and report and come back and write the story. Well, unless you, you know, lived in a big city, like you were relying on the one Sunday paper getting it to you by yeah. that next Wednesday. Yeah. You know? the, the immediacy of information is wonderful. And, and the sharing of information through social media and everywhere is wonderful. But 
It's created a whole new world. It just has. Sure. Mm -hmm. Really good and bad. Every everything on this earth has been really good and bad. So when you use it in a fun way, it's really cool. And I disagree that it's made less face-to-face uh, -face interaction. I think it's actually made a lot more. I mean, it's very, very, very easy to get together with people now. I think we literally just hit them up and meet me at this place. And mm -hmm. Well, I, I yes said that no. part because if, I... if, if you have a group like us, yeah, when we all text each other and say, hey, we're going to be at such and such. Or let's go do this, or let's go do that. In that case, yes. But I'm talking about people who meet people on Facebook. Yeah. Hell, people have gotten married on Facebook and never met each other. You know, I, think that, perfect, I think a perfect example is, um, you know, I'm, I'm coming up on another reunion for high school, and it's kind of like, why am I going to pay to do that when I'm friends with everybody I went to high school with? And I, I mean, what are you going to talk? There's nothing new to catch up on. You know, it's yeah. you see it all the time, you hear it all the time, you know, and now it's like I really don't want to sit in a room with you all night. <laughs> but there were so you many know? people that I did <laughs> like that I lost contact with after you know, they kicked me out of school. And, uh, <laughs> and now I see them every now and then like I've made more reconnections through right. Facebook sure. where we've gotten together with people that I probably never would have seen again in my life. So that, that goes back to the there's good and bad and everything. Yeah. You know, yeah. What a positive experience for you may be a negative experience for somebody else. Yeah. Well, if you follow my Facebook, you don't know, you know I don't post anything ever. You know, never. So I, I only post interesting things that I see that won't offend anybody. No, it's nice because I have family all over the country. <laughs> you know, family out of the country, and yep. so it's nice to be able to keep up with people that you don't get to talk to right. all the time. Yeah, that part of it I definitely like. I mean, that was really the reason, like, when I first got on Facebook, you know, was, uh, I've got uh, uh, cousins in Sweden, and so really it was, you know, keeping up with them without right. having to uh, bankrupt myself with the phone bill. And, uh, and, and, you know, I do like you know, having, you know, my personal social media pr uh, presence and mm -hmm. um, I definitely have to, you know, ramp up my business social media presence. But, um, you know, like I've been, you know, using some form of social media since even before MySpace. There used to be, um, for, all of, uh, for all of you podcasters out there who might remember, there was a platform called uh, Black Planet. Uh, mm -hmm. Back in the sure. day, and uh, and I had a I had a Black Planet page, and I remember, you know, meeting girls, and you know, oh, well, let's get together for coffee, or oh, let's get together for lunch, or you know, we talk and talk and talk, and, and uh, now we met in the old fashioned way, actually. I'm about to say, as 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 Jesse is making faces and finger pointing. Uh, between between me and the anonymous female, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, but you know, but you know, I, but I still didn't feel like it was taking the place of meeting people because really the goal, I think for me, and for I think for most people at the time, was to actually meet people and. Uh, and so since uh, and so since we've been, you know, at a point where, you know, like you say, things have shifted so much 
whereas uh, people aren't not so much they're not meet they're not meeting people organically anymore because I still think people do, but I think that what's happening is you know when you are dealing with interact interacting with people you know personally. You know, you're interacting with people you know personally on a social media platform. I think that's what kind of worries me that it's taking the place of just getting to know people, getting to hang out with people, and um, you know, instead of it just being like, like we're all, you know, we're all, you know, forty plus. You know, everybody's sitting here, but I think. You know what I think of is like millennials and millennials and teenagers, where they are, um, they're 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 not just saying, "Hey, you know, meet me at the," you know, they're they're having long, drawn out, day long conversations all through social media instead of just getting together with your friends or calling somebody on the phone like we would have. Mm-hmm. I think that's kind of been my. I guess kind of concern. It's I think you know at, in in our age bracket we see the balance. Mm-hmm. You know my concern is and not even the millennials because I think you know they're you know in their twenties or whatever now and I think they're they're figuring out the balance. I think it's the teens and social media that makes me wonder. Um, you know how they're being shaped by, you know, a social media world. Mm -hmm. Uh, Before anybody chimes in, let me say, uh, normally at this point of the podcast, I wouldn't uh, introduce anybody new, but we did have somebody join us who has been and uh, probably will be, and uh, I'm going to uh, shake my finger at him and make sure that he knows to behave. Uh, uh, We've got... uh, We've got... uh, We've got... Yeah, we've got at least. Yeah, did it. Yeah. Wow. First stop podcast. All right. Are you all right? Oh, I'll be okay. And that podcast is... So he's going to be okay. I'm fine. That podcast is the voice of Lane Boland. He is a wealth manager. And as I've said before, I'm not quite sure he hangs out with me because... I have yet no wealth to manage. I'm also 33 and a millennial. Okay. Yeah. Uh, liar, liar, <laughs> pants on fire. Uh, before we actually pivot out of this segment, uh, do you have uh, any thoughts on how social media has uh, is affecting the world we live in? I think it's affecting everything from uh, pop culture to um, military intelligence. Uh, you know, just a not so funny story. Uh, the reason why I had to cut my last tour of duty short was because the people I was focusing on went on social media, found my mom, and oh. sent her a nasty letter. So at that point, oh. okay, they know where my family is. I'm done. Okay. Which is that's real deal shit. Which was a real <laughs> Bush League move on my part. I knew better. Yeah. Uh, yet, for some reason, just happened to forget to turn on the privacy settings before leaving on my last tour of duty. Um, yeah. Um, yep. That just goes to show you one thing you forget. Pay attention. Yep. I've got to write that down. Yeah. <laughs> that's a storyline. Yeah, that's a real that's a real story right there. <laughs> <You gotta remember laughs> 
That's a real deal ass story. Uh, and if you pass up on putting that into Kill 'em All in some way or another, oh, I'm going to drop kick you. That is awesome. <laughs> that is a that is, that is an awesome story. Lane gets royalties, not the podcast. No, no, no. Give it to the podcast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Lane. Lane gets yeah. nothing. Thank you, Lane. I, I, I take so much away from this. You take away from the proceedings, Lane. <laughs> the violin section just started to play. Uh, yeah. <laughs> All right, anybody else uh, want to have some comments before mm. we move on to our next uh, section of the podcast? I literally just, the only thing I was wondering is what comes next after social media. Everybody's looking. You're always looking for the next thing. Who would have even imagined this 20 years ago? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, it's well, coming. The next yeah, I'm thing sure be. it's already out there somewhere. I agree. I agree. Somebody's probably working on it. I just wonder what it'll be. Because this was watch such the a next high tech type movie, and you'll see it. <laughs> but the adoption of social media was Star Trek so, fast so, and so furious. I don't know. <laughs> Not really, because it, it was it was around. Like Facebook was around. Years before it really got popular. If you look at the history of how long it, ta- it takes for people to adopt technology, that's true. No, it, it, that it, is, true. it is accelerating. In general, yes. So yes. It's accelerating. Well, and, and, and you have to think about the fact that millennials and younger have grown up with technology. Yeah, oh yeah. We did not have this stuff, so oh, yeah. it did it did take longer to yeah. adopt. Yeah, there were black now, and white TVs in my grandparents' yeah. house. So yeah, I now it's they're like, oh, something new? Like, we were just talking about the other day, you know, older generations are, older in air quotes, generations are now on Snapchat. So we said, okay, what are, so what's what next? are our kids doing now? Yeah, because Snapchat <laughs> is, you know, it's, it's past. Yeah. As soon as Lane gets on, people get off. Like. <laughs> <laughs> Starts dropping like flies. Yeah. Snapchat for you all. Anyway, uh, see, 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 see. Just yet another in here from social media. All right, so that is going to uh, conclude uh, this week's segment of uh, common pop or in the no culture. Yes, I've named this segment. Yes, I have. So, so eat that, podcasters. I've done it. Uh, so, uh, last week, the the entire group played a new segment uh, that I came up with called Few of My Favorite Things. Dave Teeman was not here to play a few of my favorite things uh, last week. So... We're going to play a few of my favorite things with Dave. Awesome. Now, a few of my favorite things is a very simple, very simple game. It's a rapid fire question game. It's really basically this or that. If you don't like either, uh, in a brief answer, what is your alternative answer? So, um, there's a few questions, and I'll let Dave finish lighting his cigar, and we'll jump right into it with Night Owl. Or morning person? Morning person. Mm. T-shirts and jeans? Jeans. Or, or I, I, uh-uh. t 
T-shirts and jeans, or suited and booted. Oh, oh that's tough. <laughs> Which is why I wanted to actually play this with Dave. Come on, Mr. Von Suited and booted. Yeah. I love to be suited and booted. Nothing makes you feel better than to put on a fine suit and get a good-looking pair of boots, whether it's boots or shoes. There you go. Uh, warm weather or cold weather? Warm weather. <laughs> uh, car, truck, or SUV? Car. Uh, uh, sport or luxury? Luxury. Uh, since we are in Kansas, sporty luxury. yeah, yeah, I know, yeah. Sporty about luxury. that, yeah, it's sporty luxury, and you want to explain why sporty luxury? Yes. Well, because I drive a Porsche Panamera, which is a big old car, so it's very luxurious, but it's very sporty. There we go. Uh, since we are in Kansas City, uh, barbecue or steak? Well, now that I can't eat any fat because of the gallbladder that hit me last week, ah. I'm going to go always with a great steak over great barbecue. Mm. Nothing like a rare hunk of meat. Lane. <laughs> Your favorite non-alcoholic <laughs> beverage. Coffee. Uh, your favorite alcoholic beverage. Alcohol. Probably vodka. Okay. All right. Mm. Close, uh, close, close second though would be whiskey. I love a good whiskey. So any specific brand? Well, that, you know, even Shout though, blame. even though <laughs> we all know that we have a, a, a interest in Jay Rieger, uh, my favorite vodka is still and probably always will be Grey Goose. <clears throat> Goose. My really? favorite whiskey though, to be honest with you, and just because I enjoy drinking, is Rieger whiskey. All right. Mm. All right, and now we dig slightly deeper. Okay. Your favorite place, and this could be anywhere. This could be uh, your favorite place today, favorite place of all time. It could be your childhood bedroom. Your favorite place. Well, that's another tough one. You know, I think my favorite place. No side conversations. Today, to be honest with you, my favorite place is home. I think going home and being comfortable and relaxed and, and sit back and say, oh, whatever you've been, where have you done, where have you visited? Yeah. It just, it still is the time. To get, that's where you get, I mean, Chris the other night said he had one of the best nights he's had. He went out home, sat on the deck, had a cigar, had some whiskey, played some good music. Home, it's still, it's hard to beat home. It just is. Yeah. <clears throat> a lot of great places in my life. I mean, if, if you haven't been to, um, Half Moon Bay, the Ritz Carlton, and Half Moon Bay in San Francisco. Ooh, yeah, folks, I want to tell you, pretty hard to beat. Napa Valley is hard to beat. I mean, there's so many places. Pebble Beach, Pebble Beach. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, there's just too many of the names. But home sounds like the winner. Though. Home is the winner. All right. Uh, here's a question that actually the uh, group did not get to answer last week. Whoa. So we'll let Dave answer first, and anybody else who wants to jump in, uh, jump right on in. City slicker or country cousin? Hmm. <laughs> what a choice. Um, I'm going to go with country cousin. Country cousin. Yep. Jesse? Uh, <clears throat> although there's uses for both. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, when you need a whole dug, 
call your country cousin. <laughs> you it. know, this is very true. I love it. This is very true. Yep. And I'm a female. I'll say city slicker. Like? Wow. You know, I'm going to surprise a lot of people and say a city slicker. At the age of 17, I flooded a 160-acre section of alfalfa falling asleep at the uh, irrigation pump, <laughs> and my father made me pay him all 100 grand back. All right. It took eight years. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to have to go city slicker. City slicker. <laughs> and and, yep, and a city slicker, you would have just paid him 100 grand for doing nothing. And, well, I mean, yeah. <laughs> and under, understandably so, city slicker. Uh, Chris? Uh, always the city. I can't remember the last time I was even in the country. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there. Uh, when we go to El Salvador. Well, that's still in the city. No, we'll be out in the country. Yeah, but then we may on the beach. Yeah, true. That counts to me. I count civilization. Be- beach sounds uh, counts for city, right? Yeah, I'm I'm gonna have to go, I'm gonna have to go with City Slicker myself. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna have to. Although I do agree, if you if you want something done, you might need to call your country cousin. You need the whole Hey, you, uh, you, uh, all right, Dave, uh, your favorite movie. Well, it has to be a talkie, Dave. It was. <laughs> <laughs> and not the crying game. Wow. You know, I was going to watch the crying game the other night, just because it was, it was such a, a, a unique movie when it came out. Um, I, I think I'm going to just kind of fool all of you. Once upon, once upon a Time in the West, I think it's Whoa. Well, that's a great one. It was a great movie. Um, I, I'll never, Henry Fonda played the meanest, nastiest, <coughs> bad guy ever. And it was a spaghetti western full of Hollywood movies. Jason Robards was in it. Henry Fonda was in it. Charles Bronson was in it. Yeah. Uh, Jack Elam was in it. Yeah. You kind of go down the list of who all was in this. And it was a scary-ass, bad Scare. country and western movie. It just was mean. It just mean from word go. I mean, I don't consider it the greatest western ever made because I thought Unforgiven was. But I think that that's the role that Henry Fonda played it was, was such a turn of character. Well, for him, but you it know, made it like his, his daughter, Jane Fonda, said when she saw him in the movie, she started crying because she'd never seen her dad play that bad of me. <laughs> and I thought, well, Jane, you, you didn't mind selling us out to Hanoi, but you sure as hell didn't mind watching your dad going, oh, I'll kill these kids. Okay. But. Yeah, no, it's just, uh, it, I still watch it every time it comes on. I, I have it saved on Netflix, one of my very favorite, favorite movies of our times. All right. A blonde, brunette, or redhead? All of the above. Well, <laughs> it's true, but I do have a propensity for redheads. Okay. I knew that. I was going to say. All right. Mm. Soulless gingers. <laughs> I love the ginger girls. All right. Now, what is your favorite genre of music, song, or band? Oh, you know what you like. Well, I love country and western. I mean, the new country, whatever the hell they call it, country, modern country. But um, I, I really like, uh, what am I playing on XM? Uh, the Chill Station, which is that kind of mix between... Um, Modern day hip hop mixed with a little Brazilian, mixed with 
little jazz mixed with a little soul, mixed with a little stuff. And that's what I play in the car now all the time. I don't play the other stations. So, I, you know, it's I like all genres of music. I really do. I, I was told that wasn't an answer. Speaking of country western, we just yeah. lost Merle Haggard. Oh, oh, no. No. I did not see that one. The Okie from the Skokie. Did you? Yes. I don't remember what's happening. Mr. Bakersfield. You know it, yes, you're right. You're right. Mama tried. It's my favorite. Mama I like tried. this section, by the way. This is kind of fun. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I say, I, I, yeah, <laughs> I turned out this way. I enjoyed it. Well, she tried. <laughs> the more? Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, favorite concert? Mm. In, I don't forgot what decade it was in, but Michael Jackson. Ah. The Victory Tour, but you know, here in Bottom Kansas City, '85, and it played down in in the bottoms. And uh, my God, what a concert! That in the bottoms, there. man, that, that would have been, been there, like in the West Bottoms. Yeah, oh, it's wow. pretty, pretty, pretty. That would have been probably off the wall. Kemper, yeah, it had to be off the wall. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, right. Kemper. Yeah, I was thinking. Yeah. I've never seen a concert like that. Then, of course, always. Followed up quickly by Alex Cooper at the same place. Because yeah. a bizarre note in history is that the Thriller tour actually kicked off at Arrowhead. Wow. Really? Yep. First, wow. first, uh, first show. Yes, Mario. What? We do have some fun, <laughs> interesting things. I, ne- yeah, a lot I of cool never shit said it. I never they said it around. didn't. They started a I, I, the King's Podcast <laughs> broadcast <laughs> against it. What are you talking about? Okay, I lied to everybody. It's Justin Bieber. Favorite sports team ever? Oh, God. Well, 1910 Mudheads. <laughs> 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 Black Sox, of course. No, um, um, my favorite team, sporting team ever. Yeah. My favorite sport, probably the Green Bay Packers when Dave Hanna was on it. Um, that was pre Bart Star. I can't remember the quarterback at the time. Yeah, like uh, the running backs were. Um, Leather helmets. God, who was the running backs? Who was the. Who um, was a Heisman Trophy winner? Um, he was so great. I can't remember any of names now, but uh, I wish I could remember the year. But it's yeah. career post the crossbar. Well, that back then they wore the field goal. The field goal went down. Did they have leather helmets? They had hard helmets. Uh, I was going to make a comment to my uh, peanut gallery. I decided not to. (laughs) So weekdays or weekends? Well, I treat all weekdays and weekends identical. Okay. You should enjoy all of them. All right. Uh, your favorite superpower? You know, because you've got, you got to go back to your favorite superhero, but um, I think it's magic. Um, I'm thinking of Dr. Um, what, what the Dr. Strange. Dr. Strange. That guy did. I don't even know who that is. Oh, man. Uh, Marvel will be having a movie about him later this year. Oh, <laughs> <yes>. <laughs> you can. You can yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, your favorite curse word? Mm. Um, 
Well, I don't really believe this is a curse word, but I'm going to. It's my favorite word to use because I think it's also. Uh, it's it's everything. It's a noun, an adjective. It's just it's very descriptive and a very powerful word. Fuck. That's exactly <laughs> my answer. But can it be used that's, as a gerund? That's, that's what like three well, words of this thing. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah, yeah, I think. It's use a part of speech that is a participle as a noun. Oh, maybe. Look at that. Well, sure, go shot. fuck yourself. <laughs> no, the act of fucking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. Uh, which would be harder for you to give up? Eat it, NPR. <laughs> <laughs> which would be harder for you to give up, Dave? Coffee or alcohol? This will surprise me, bro. Mm. Coffee. Yeah. I quit drinking in a heartbeat. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I, yeah. I have. I quit drinking one time for eighteen years. Oh, really? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Fun fact on those other things. Oh, yeah. I, I had more fun than I ever did. I was sober and knew what I was doing. <laughs> <laughs> I can remember it. There you go. There you go. Uh, what is your most bizarre talent? <laughs> My most bizarre talent. Well, the word bizarre is what makes that strange. <laughs> well, well, you can just say something that most people would know that you could do. God, I don't know. I that, that's, that one stumped me. Uh, my most bizarre talent. It actually, it did stump a, a person or two when we did the rounds. I don't know. Can you wiggle I, your ears? No. Like, I can, no. I can touch my tongue to my nose, but I can't you know, do that. I'm not going to demonstrate I that. I can't do any of those things. <laughs> as, as Lane is trying desperately. Are you trying to do it, Lane? Yeah. I'll throw, I'll throw it out on your behalf and you think if this is right or not. I think your most bizarre talent that I admire the most about you is your ability to walk into a room and leave with everybody being your friend. I was about to say the same goddamn well, thing. But is that bizarre? Yes. Yes. That's well, that was, I was going to say, I can, really? I can walk into a room full of strangers and... Everybody went no, Dave's yeah. bizarre talent tell is he knows no stranger. Yeah, it's stunning. Yeah. That's stunning. Yeah. Okay, those are, that's my answer. That okay, could, that that could be a, a, a superhero movie. Yeah, that yeah, could be. It could be. Doctor loves everybody. That's good. Sounds like a porno. <laughs> 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 Put that down for a script. Not everybody. This is true. Yeah. Not everybody. Yeah. Right, so, so who is or was your celebrity crush? Justin Bieber. Mary Todd Lincoln. Gosh, what's your name? Farrah um, Fawcett. Oh, that's legit. That is legit. I mean, I think every guy. Nobody came up with that one last time. No, I think Dave said Sophia Loren. Well, no, you know, I would take Farrah Fawcett. Yeah, Farrah Fawcett. That's a good one. As seen in what film? For our listeners. Uh, out Sports of curiosity. Illustrated swimsuit. <laughs> 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 was, 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 was she in any movies? Yeah. No, I don't she was. Oh. First like, season of Charlie's Angels. Uh, was there anybody hiring her? Oh, uh, Barbarella. Huh? Was she in Barbarella? Yeah. She was Barbara. She was Barbarella. No, no, Jane Fonda was Barbarella. Oh, you're right. Wait, what? Wow. No, she was in a movie that was. No, Jane Fonda was Godzilla. <laughs> 
now be nice. <laughs> like she hit, she hit her peak at the first season of Charlie's Angels where she did the poster. That was the one of the biggest yeah. posters. Well, that was time. the reason why she was the crush. But I don't know that I ever. I mean, I've probably seen her in one or two movies, but I couldn't remember any of them, guys. To be honest with you. Yeah. She became a so she was a social. I check. I check. I check. She was a social media phenomenon. Oh, so she was like that. That decades, um, Kim Kardashian. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, exactly. But she, she actually, to her credit, became a really uh, accomplished painter. She did a very good job. Yeah, she became uh, a good actor. She, she also actress, became too. a great actor. She was in a movie called The Burning Burn Bed. Yeah, which was oh, that's really right. good. Yeah, painter. And she, yeah. Mm-hmm. No idea. That was yeah. seriously good. And she died like way, way, yeah. way too young. I think she was fifty. Yeah, she, she was died. young. Oh, wow. well, she had cancer. So yeah. yeah. All right, to lighten it back up, uh, <laughs> if you could eat one meal for the rest of your life, calories be damned. Okay. What would it be? Ceviche. Ceviche. Uh, that was a, a very quick answer. And, that yeah. was, and, and a good one. Yeah. Uh, if you could read minds, who's what you want to read? <laughs> this is a good one right here. Putin. Who? Who? Really? Do what? I could read minds... You know, Vladimir Putin. Vladimir Interesting. Putin. No, I mean, think about it. Yeah, no, I... If I could read wow. his mind... What yeah. if they were living or dead? Would you still use the same answer? Y- yes, I would. Okay, all right. Interesting. That is, that is interesting. Okay, and the last one, um, and this is a one-word or very small phrase answer um, that you give at the end of this statement. And it is, my name is... Dave. And I am... Dave. <laughs> okay. Love it. All right, podcasters. <laughs> we have just played a few of my favorite things. That's good stuff. That was good stuff, actually. Uh, so, uh, we are at the point of the podcast where we play a little game that I like to call the shuffle. Mm-hmm. Shuffle goes like this. So, everybody here goes for their phone. They find a playlist, uh, and they uh, shuffle, and the first song that comes up, we discuss. Uh, usually, the person whose playlist it is knows more about that artist. Um, sometimes, the, somebody else on the panel knows more about that artist, and that's what makes it kind of fun and interesting. And we're going to start with Dave, because he's already playing his song. Nope. nope. No, we'll take it. We'll take it. Since Michael's not with us anymore, we'll this guy. All right, Justin Timberlake. Justin. Actually, I think uh, was it the last shuffle or shuffle before last? Uh, it was a it wound up being a Justin Timberlake song from you. It was. That's why I wasn't going to play, but that's okay. But that's okay. That's okay. Actually, I actually like that song a lot, so. Jesse? Well, most of my playlists consist of, have so far consisted of rap or hip-hop. Which is okay. Well, no, I had uh, Key Theory. Yes, that's true. Yes, that's true. You know, this is way different. I'm shipping up to Boston, Dropkick Murphys. Ah, uh, yes. There you go. Yes. 
and uh, wildly appropriate for Kill 'em All. <laughs> Every time I hear this uh, song in a movie or TV show, I'm like, somebody is about to get their ass whooped. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's right. That's yeah. absolutely true. <laughs> something's going to happen. I know something's, something's going to happen. happen. Uh, and I was female. Speaking of which, I'm going to try to get uh, Liquid 9 to t shirts. Yeah, I remember the first time I heard that, I was like, what the hell? What group is that? What is that? Like, like, that shit is dope. Yeah, <laughs> it was. Yeah, so yeah, I, I love that song. Thanks, I mean, as a punk, we did the biggest selling t shirt they ever did. Really? We walked downstairs about the bar, you can see it. Uh, and, and it is official. Liquid Nine is going to design our T-shirts for the Live Party Podcast. Hell yeah! Thank you, Chris. Lane, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Experience for him. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> all right. It's called Johnny Come Lately. Okay. That's a good all right. Not mad at that at all. Yeah. Chris. Uh, I'm sadly out this week because I left my phone downstairs. Okay. I say Chris is bowing out because he has left his device elsewhere, which I do suppose leaves me and let's see. Really? Yeah, this is, uh, this is actually, it's funny, because uh, Anonymous Female and I was talking about this artist, and she was saying she just likes him better as an actor. But this is common, and actually his first kind of commercial success, his yeah, first real commercial success, uh, this is uh, called The Light. This is actually when Common was in his period where he was he's working with a with a band, the band, but really the production team called the Soul Quarians, which really was part of the Roots, uh, D'Angelo, and a couple of other really you know prominent 
people in uh, in the R&B soul hip hop uh, vein that were they were all kind of sharing the uh, Electric Lady Studio at the time, and uh, they created some really amazing records during this period. They were, you know, I think, the experiment really was trying to figure out how to take backpack hip hop and make a commercial success uh, out of it. And uh, see, I don't think Common is a backpack hip hop at all. Yeah, well, no, and, and trust me, I know people who will fight physically <laughs> because you said that. <laughs> because really, oh yeah, I mean, well, I'm a fan I think of, I'm I a think, fan of like 1994 Common. Yeah, I think now since Common I, since back then. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, oh you can't borrow a dollar. I used to love. <laughs> yeah, I used to love a Common. Yeah, yeah, actually, the, still my favorite Common yeah. record is I used to love her, and uh, and that. You know, it, I mean, it's really kind of the unofficial you know, anthem of, of hip hop. You know, as I used to, it's still, I used to love it. It's just a, an amazing song, and it was, I think, the first time somebody told told a story in that way. Because you know, the song was basically it sounded like, you know, he had this love affair with his girl, and you know, he watched her go through these different phases and be with these different guys and. And, you know, and, and he felt like maybe she was, you know, mis, mistreated by some of those guys. And, Is that and, what he was talking about? Yeah, but... I thought he was talking about me. But, but, <laughs> in, the, but in the end, you know, the girl, quote-unquote, is hip-hop itself. And uh, so, yeah, I've been a fan of, I've been a fan of, of, of Common as an MC. But for a long time, you know. But I, I really do, like him as an actor. Too. Yeah, but I do think I do think he's he's he might be one album away from just Will Smith and it and just going at. He did he did really well on Hell on Wheels. Which, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, as Cullen yeah. Bohan. Yeah. Uh, no. uh, what was his Bohan character's so name? Cannot mind. remember his character's name to save my life on Hell on Wheels. Well, it's about the series Lawson. Poop when it when they killed him off. So yeah, right. it, it, yeah, yeah. It just it wasn't nearly as interesting. You, you never knew what he was going to do, and he sure liked his knife. Yes, he did. <laughs> but I will say, I thought he was a great actor. Yeah. He is a great actor. Spoiler alert for anybody that uh, yeah was thinking about watching it. Oh, well, we'll have to watch several seasons. Just yeah, yeah, yeah. Get uh, get some first two, yeah. three seasons. When is, when is the next uh, season come out on Netflix? I would imagine it's done. Mm-hmm. I would imagine, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. The whole series is done? Yeah. This is the last season. This is the final season. Oh, okay, okay. Elon. Oh, Elon. Elon, Elon. that's Elon right. Elon Ferguson. Elon Ferguson, that's right. They, uh, yeah, I mean, the first, was it three seasons were with him, and they've done two mm-hmm. without him? Yeah. And, uh, and, and apparently it was a bad idea <laughs> to kill his character off, because the show's going off there. But... Uh, I think we've had a pretty good conversation today here on the Law Party Podcast. Uh, I want to thank everybody for tuning in and, and joining us. Uh, you know, me and my uh, my band of, of merry men and the anonymous female, uh, we try to come to you every week uh, with something uh, fresh, funny, hopefully, uh, you know, interesting and, you know, thought-provoking that, you know, you can take away, you can go and do the Googles and uh, find out some more stuff about some things that maybe you didn't know anything about. Uh, I want to 
you know, end this in the way that I always end it, and that is with the toast that kind of started this all off for me. And that is to good times with good people. Oh, yeah.